Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Welcome to St. Patty's Day. It's going to be a busy one, being a Friday. Pubs and bars will be hopping tonight. Well, I'm sure they'll be hopping in about um, four hours from now. When do they open? Is it 11 a.m. they get going, or is it earlier now? I think you start early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look around this building. People we work with, I think, have already started. Everybody's <laughs> running around here like Flannery Fitzpatrick, for crying out loud. And uh, there will be a few people uh, who will be all decked out in green today. And, of course, there's people like me who refuse to be festive. Right. Um, anyhow, shocking turn of events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to a, a new survey, about half of us are planning to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We had this yesterday as well. Only about half of us get involved. And then only uh, like, a, like one third of us actually get into the booze. And, right. So as much as it seems like everybody's drinking today, the numbers are, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not that high. Uh-huh. Although those who will be drinking will be drinking enough for all of us. Could be. Yeah. You know, I, I and those who get dressed up for it, I think yeah. more, you know, you might go to grab a pint, a green pint at a pub, likely not getting dressed up for the occasion, mm. but if they're handing out free stuff, you'll grab some or you're going to see everyone else that are dressed up and ready to go. Like, you know, on, on one hand, I'm kind of impressed with the attempt and all the effort that's put into it. Like, there's one guy we work with here. Now, we're up, you know, early in the morning, come to work, we do this morning show. This guy, for all holidays, be it Christmas or Halloween, uh, he's constantly decked out. Like, he would have had to get up at 2 in the morning to get ready for this. <laughs> come into a building where there's six of us. Right. But he's into it. He loves it. So good on him. Right. Well, and then they all seem to plan ahead. Yeah, because we only are close out or decide what we're wearing probably the night before. Yeah, uh, instead of arranging this at three, four in the morning. Right. So I completely forgotten. Oh, I would, and I do it all the time. Orange shirt day, pink shirt days, and all the yeah. You all get the in days. on it? No, yeah. no, no. I forget. They, they, oh, you forget all? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, I see. You're you're usually pretty good too. I've got a Guinness top hat that I normally drag out for St. Patty's Day, and I totally forgot about that. I think I got one tucked away somewhere as well. Anybody wants it, they can have. <laughs> um, so some St. Patty's Day stuff. It's the uh, second most popular drinking day. Of course, New Year's Eve is the first. Gotcha. Uh, many of us say we'd uh, we'd be interested in traveling to Ireland to celebrate St. Patrick's Day someday. Uh, I don't know if I'd go on St. Patrick's Day. I bet you they don't do it up nearly as we think they do. Uh, no, I I think I, it's probably a pretty good uh, yeah, celebration. Yeah, a big deal of it. Sometimes, you know, you go somewhere like this, and, and you get there, and you go, oh, it must be nonstop shenanigans. They go, no, you guys make a much bigger deal out of it than we do. Yeah, I would think it'd be the opposite. I think I would, like, go to Vegas for New Year's or Times Square on New Year's. Mm. And just You're going for the chaos of it all. Maybe, perhaps. Many of us plan to cook a special dinner. I will say this. I, I've tried. I've looked up, like, Irish recipes. Not a lot. Oof, it's a stew or nothing. Right. You know, I guess you could kind of blend in some English of like go with the bangers and mash, some okay. kind of pub food. But I, yeah, it's all, it's all very all stew-like. I'll have some fries if I need to incorporate the potato <laughs> somewhere. Corned beef and cabbage, no <laughs> thanks. Um, actually, now speaking of what I just said about maybe in Ireland, they don't make such a big deal out of it. Corned beef and cabbage is a thing we all go to in North America as an Irish meal. But in Ireland, it's more common to eat lamb, ham, or bacon instead of corned beef. Okay. No. Yeah, a big lamb stew, I would imagine, would be a Guinness stew or pie. Yeah. 
here again, wearing green, that thing likely began here. St. Patrick himself was originally associated with the color blue. Oh, really? Yeah, supposedly. See, we, we just kidnapped and ran away with it. <laughs> and with us being so woke these days, like how is this, is this should this not be offensive to Irish people? Like if you were to run around in, if it was a Jamaican day and we all dressed up as Rastafarians. Right. It, that's wrong. <laughs> right? That's wrong, right? Uh, I think it's to celebrate the culture. Okay. It would be different. I guess. And it's not to celebrate a negative. I guess that's the spin well, on dressing it. up for Nazi day, right? No, no, of course not. Um, So so this is to, to celebrate it, well, not some to mock. Do. Some dress up on well, Nazi day. Right, right. But this this is not about mocking or uh, we're celebrating a negative. This is about a, a, an environment or a, an encouraging what is a, a popular yeah. positive theme. So why is it then at Halloween? Because you're celebrating. Why can't why couldn't a, a kid dressed up as as Bob Marley on, right. on Halloween? Well, I'm sure they have. I mean, but you can't anymore, especially if you're a white kid. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just an odd. Well, like, you why keep is it... dreads on? It's just if you're going full blackface, you're that's into the an issue. Yeah. All right, there's the dividing line. Right, dreads are fine, blackface yeah. <laughs> wrong. Okay, you should write a book so somebody <laughs> like me can follow along. <laughs> it has basically been that three years since uh, COVID hit. If you remember, it landed on our laps just before March break, three years ago, and uh, we were talking about this earlier, and somebody reminded me that uh, Blue Mountain shut down just at the beginning of March break because of COVID. And yeah. I guess they all did. Because all the ski hills did. The, the schools know. announced that their March break could be extended by two weeks. Yeah, that's right. And then we were all supposed to get back to normal. Yeah. And we just didn't know. You know, we didn't know anything. So everybody just got uh, shuffled indoors. Of course, later learning, hey, you get outside and get some fresh air. So the, the ski hills, uh, the Brimacones and all of them could have stayed open. But right. everybody uh, suffered the the, uh, the cost of of COVID, but it's interesting to look back at pop uh, pop culture events, things that were three years ago, but seem now to be so much farther back in our history. <laughs> A great example: at the beginning of the pandemic, Nick Cannon only had three kids. Are you kidding? That number has since changed to twelve. Twelve with six different women. Yeah. And he only had three and, and two twins with uh, Mariah, yeah. right? And he lost one along the way. Right. One passed away. That's a lot of humping. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't too worried about the COVID. No. He got around. He was spreading it more than COVID. <laughs> he was the bigger spreader. <laughs> he, he, was, he was the super spreader. Yeah. Nick Cannon was the problem all along. <laughs> uh, everybody was watching Tiger King. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is he still in jail, I guess? I th- is he even still alive? Probably. But, uh, yeah, for sure he's still in jail. Right. Speaking of, like, Tiger King and documentaries and things you can stream, I think there's some documentary about Pornhub now on Netflix. A documentary about it? I believe, or maybe I made that up. <laughs> maybe I dreamed that. <laughs> Is that what you're telling Maria? Yeah. I was just watching a documentary. You need it for the show. <laughs> it's one of those things that any time, like, my uh, oldest son's girlfriend, uh, Ariel, I have to turn it. I have to change the channel. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, I was watching uh, some, I was watching uh, Bill Maher's podcast on uh, a couple of days ago and I'm watching it as I'm having lunch 
And, you know, his podcast is such that he uh, drinks and gets stoned while he's gabbing with somebody. And it's usually pretty funny if they're both getting drunk or stoned. Sometimes it gets a bit annoying because he gets so drunk and stoned he can't remember what the hell he's talking about. Right. He's constantly asking the person he's gabbing with to remind him where they were. Anyhow, they got into some real sexual conversation about gay relationships because I think his guest was gay. So he was really kind of digging in deep to find out about, you know, how it works between... Two gay men. Okay. And so I'm I'm watching this, and uh, it's getting fairly graphic, and Ariel walks into the room, my son's girlfriend, so I'm, like, doing the slow-motion dive for the remote. <laughs> I mean, she's a growing woman. She's almost 30, for crying out loud. It's not like she's a kid, but <laughs> right. I shouldn't be sitting there as her maybe one day soon-to-be father-in-law. <laughs> she watching. Yeah, what are you getting up to? Are you trying to send us a message, Craig? Uh, anyhow, three years ago, things that happened three years ago was the pandemic just got going uh mr peanut died and was reincarnated as baby peanut oh right yeah. that's my new snack thing now the unsalted peanuts because i've read they're good for you oh really they are because the fats in them are good a little they're addictive good. well what i do is because they're unsalted which is good but then i dump a little of the hot sauce on it to give it the salt give it a little more flavor sauce, eh? oh yeah going through about six jars we're <laughs> <laughs> having the beer nuts I haven't had those in years. Yeah, they are tasty treats, but they're, yeah. So Not, I'm trying to... Yeah, you know, those are a little salted. Though. Those are a tad salted. I'm trying to cut out, like, the salt like the, the salt and the vinegar. I'm trying to get rid of the chips. Okay. I'm trying to get rid of that addiction. So I went to the unsalted peanuts. But just to give them a little something, a little hot sauce, which doesn't have much salt in it. So right. I think I'm doing something right. Then I'm running up and down my stairs every day. Mm. Oh, look at me. I'm an Olympian. Good for you. I'm an Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, people make a, people were making a big deal about Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt's reunion at the SAG Awards. This was things that we were all talking about or gotcha. pop culture stuff three years ago. And it was three years ago that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced they were leaving the royal family. Oh, it's taking this long? Yeah. And they're still going on about No wonder it. the royal family are tired of them. This isn't good. And back in 2020, a Family Feud contestant joked that he regretted getting married. On Monday, that same guy was arrested for allegedly murdering his wife. Oh, my. Here's the actual clip. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. <laughs> Not my mistake. I love my wife. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. That's probably going to be used in court against <laughs> you. Right. Uh, his uh, his name is Tim Blifnick, and his wife, Rebecca, was found shot to death in her home. Oh, my goodness, this is Tim's, awful. Yeah, Tim is facing two counts of first-degree murder and home evasion. Despite Tim's claim that his marriage was not a mistake, he and Rebecca were in the process of divorcing. Uh, by the way, for the record, saying I do was the number two answer on the board. <laughs> 20 people said it for biggest regret. Biggest mistake you ever made. Not good. That being said, you know, the Family Feud, I always think if there was one game show that I could participate in, I think it's the Feud. Oh, yeah? I think so. I just have trouble picking my family members to bring along. <laughs> well, you've got four. Well, I think, I, you know what, I've kind of pondered it. I don't think Maria would want to be involved. Okay. I don't think she'd want the pressure. Daniel might not either. David would. And I got nephews, uh, my nephew Mike and my brother-in-law Nick and probably my sister-in-law Irene. They'd probably all want to play. My, my right. 
My nephew's uh, wife, uh, Melissa, she'd probably want to play. What do you need, five? I think you need uh, five. Now, now you got too many. Now you got to make cuts. Oh, yeah. Someone, oh, me. Yeah, you're <laughs> me. <laughs> you're going to end up out. I just think, <laughs> like we have uh, a family feud Canada now, right? Yes. And uh, I have pondered the idea of sending in a, really? an application for it. <laughs> there's there's a, an episode of, uh, of of game show television I would watch. The Vens on Family Feud. Oh, yeah. We get into our own feud. <laughs> you would leave with the parting gift of $200 of Hasbro Entertainment. Well, that's right. In Canada, that's all you <laughs> get. So I know it is. But even the feud, sometimes the money that's given away on game shows doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you got four or five contestants there, and all they get at the end of it is 20 grand to split. Now, if they last, they get to come back and play again. Right. If they win the, um, the, uh, the deal there, the uh, five questions in 20 seconds. But then, they also, if they last the week, I think they get one vehicle. Now, how the hell are you splitting that between five people? <laughs> yeah, that's the American version. Anyhow, right. I don't know what goes on. I've never what actually watched. Likely. Probably. Um, I would have thought Wheel of Fortune for me. Oh, yeah, that'd be your And, and the kids, because I'll sit at home and play it. I'm fantastic at it. Right. But I know I'd get there, and I'd become the YouTube clip that you see all the time of someone who's got all but one letter oh, and yeah. can't get it right. Yeah. But it's also one of the few shows where even if you finish second or third, you take your prize money home. Oh, really? Yeah. I know I wouldn't be good at Jeopardy. It's way too smart no, for me. No, way too, way too much. Way beyond me. I, uh, I struggle watching reruns of Jeopardy instead of getting it right. Are you having issues, problems in your relationship? Maybe things aren't going so well? Well, maybe you could try to incorporate these unique relationship rules. People shared some what would seem like kind of strange things, but maybe they work. They obviously do for some. You can only fight naked. When things get heated, you have to strip down if you want to keep arguing. That's a rule? That Somebody has a, that rule. Yeah, a couple shared theirs, so somebody's doing that. Maybe it's just like, <laughs> okay, the argument's not worth it at that point. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're hoping what it's going to lead to is that make-up sex. Angry sex. Right. But then it's going to be like, oh, man. Peel down. I'll oh, forget it. I'm done with arguing with you. Until you look at them and they're naked and you make the mistake of saying, you packed on a few pounds. All <laughs> new arguments start. Say your winner weight. Um, I like this. I'll sign on for this. Never seeing or dealing with each other's families. Wow. Never. That includes going to family functions alone, even holidays like Christmas. Holy cow. No, don't throw it away too soon. <laughs> You think it's brilliant? It's an idea. Well, you know, you fall in love with the person you marry. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to fall in love with their entire clan. No, but there are some gives and takes that come with a marriage. And perhaps, you know, I, okay, don't have to go to every event, every family birthday party. But to say never, including Christmas, seems a little crazy. I see it as mature and honest. <laughs> <laughs> How about try this? Have all your big fights over text. Somebody said it forces you to slow down and respond without blurting stuff out of anger. It also creates a paper trail so you can prove what someone did or didn't say. Wow. But again, it's so, so hard to read context in some yeah. texts, right? And then what do you need that for? Just to throw it back in their face later? Yes. Yeah. Unless you do the voice text. I guess you could do that. Then they can hear your voice. Right. Which helps. Then you can, again, hang on to it. This one, another good one. Living in separate homes. <laughs> a couple bought a duplex instead of a house, so they both have their own space. How do you start that conversation? I got an idea. 
I got an idea. Yeah. Let's get married. Love you. But let's live separately. You know, I wonder sometimes, because when you're married young, you know, it's all the fairy tale. But maybe you've been divorced once or twice and now you've remarried again. Maybe you're a little older and you're just looking for companionship. And so you decide, okay, let's live, let's be together, but let's be separate as well. Let's right. have our own Well, especially if you, let's say if you are divorced, have young kids. Yep. And are hesitant to bring someone else into that so quickly. That's right. Yeah. And maybe it starts like that and you decide, oh, this is working out pretty well. A chicken nugget tax. I guess this could refer to any food. But if one of you is cooking, you have to bring one nugget to the other before anybody else gets to eat them. Okay. Yeah. I think we do that at the Venn Ranch. I don't think it's a rule in our house, but it certainly it happens quite often when we get a yeah. taste. Or I'll uh, I'll make snacks for Maria. Okay. Um, crackers and cheese and such while she's sitting there watching TV. Then I'll try to nuzzle up. And it's just like, get away. <laughs> get away, I'm eating. I'm eating here. <laughs> um, On-demand make-out sessions. At any time, you can say, I need 30 seconds, and they have to give you 30 seconds of uninterrupted kissing. Wow. Yeah. Remember when that's all you did? <laughs> you, just, for hours. Go necking. Necking at each other. Um, no checking in. Oh, this is a good one, but I think next to impossible. The way we live our lives now, right. next to impossible. Zero pressure to call or text when you're out of town or away all day. And the other person is not allowed to get offended or upset. Combined with that, combine that with separate houses. Yeah. <laughs> and never seeing their family. Right. It's great. <laughs> rules are working out to friends with benefits. Yeah, yeah. basically. Separate groceries. You can still share things like milk and butter, but otherwise just go to the store yourself and buy whatever you want. This works out for... And, you know, I think that's also probably a good one because I see it in my house. We have a vegetarian. I have Maria trying to stay off of carbs. Everybody's got food restrictions. So, you know, instead of... Because you get angry with one another. And if somebody's trying to diet or eat better and you keep bringing home pizza pockets, it's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah, maybe I'm just a cynic. All I see is problems with all of these. <laughs> like, like, like the groceries be like, oh, you know, get your paws off my pizza pops. Right. Right. You mocked me for them when I bought them. And now they're up in the middle of the night just by the, <laughs> the light of the fridge. Well, basically, what will happen to me is that your home fridge will become the office fridge. Mm. Where it's going to annoy the hell out of you that something's been in there and rotting, but you right. didn't buy it. Right. And you don't want to throw it out or some leftovers that they have. It's, it sounds like you're living in a frat house. They had big dreams for that big head of broccoli. Right. Yeah. Um, and mid-arguments, I love yous. If you need to storm out of a room, you have to say, I love you first. Okay. I think sometimes it's good, too, to, um, to, to declare what the situation is going in. Right. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I just got to get this off my chest. Gotcha. You know, if you kind of declare, I don't want, this isn't a fight. This is just something that I've noticed recently. That's the I love you but. Yeah. And that, that gets annoying after a while as right. well, though. Right? Because that's all you hear. <laughs> I love you but. Right. <laughs> just want to get this off my chest. The fact that you're spending five out of seven nights at your boyfriend's place. <laughs> It's starting to get a little annoying. It's starting to annoy me. <laughs> At first, it was just a thing here and there. 
Um, and somebody says whisper fights. When things get heated, you're only allowed to whisper. It breaks the tension because it's hard to take yourself too seriously. I would guess that would be the naked fight as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's tough to keep a straight face when they're getting all enraged and all the bits are jiggling. If you're one who uh, likes to go to the gym and you're always looking for uh, new ways to uh, bulk up, get stronger, get bigger, there's apparently a trend with gym dudes on social media eating dog food because of the high levels of protein. Oh, Lord. One of these guys is a fitness influencer. He tried a bowl of kibbles and bits, oven-roasted beef with spring vegetables and apple oh. flavors. <laughs> says he couldn't handle it and spit it out. He said it's not worth it. He later said it tastes extremely dry. He needed so much water after eating it, it tasted like little pieces of dirt. But now, of course, that idea is trending online. Right. People are posting videos of themselves eating dog food. This is a very bad idea. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're eating it to survive, that's one thing. Right. But if you're eating it because you think it's going to help you at the gym... You need more help than just the gym. <laughs> now, speaking of food, loosely, I guess, uh, you remember there used to be a time when people would make a big deal out of secret family recipes. You know, it was a secret family recipe. Right, you couldn't yes. share it. Now, of course, we trip over ourselves trying to uh, share everything on online. Um, most people say of secret family recipes, but half of us say we have at least one is there a recipe, perhaps, that uh, your mother handed down to you or your grandmother handed to your mother? And Yeah, I, mean, I would say probably curry and roti is right. one of our like family traditions. I don't know if it's a secret family recipe, mm. but it's one of those ones that we were taught to hand down. At the Vens, we just learned how to open the box. <laughs> Boil or microwave? <laughs> yeah, of course, with my outlaws, my mother-in-law. The sauce? Oh, the sauce. The gravy? All of it. Yeah, the meatballs, everything she makes is a secret family recipe she will not share. She won't share it? No. Well, well you know, she'll... Like, does Maria know it? Oh, well, Maria's kind of just learned it from being around. Right. But she'll, um, she'll, uh, yeah, she's not one to give it away. It's like her, it's her ace. It's like, her... I understand she wouldn't share it with you. Well, Yours. you know, it's funny because it's been said that my meatballs, now it's said secretly, her, she's never heard this. Oh, not around her. My meatballs <laughs> almost compare to hers now. I've, I've got, oh, she would be furious. <laughs> There's not a chance this stupid munja cake could cook like me. She would have a cook-off immediately. Yeah. No, see, it's interesting, like, with, and I don't know, I can't speak of all Italians, but certainly with my mother-in-law, there's family, God, and food. Right. And And food is her... It's her thing. It's her pride. It's everything she hangs her whole reason for being on. Mm -hmm. You know that have you eaten is always the first word out of her mouth. Yeah. It's just everything to her. So it's so important. She feels, I think, like if she gave it away, she's losing that power. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, most of us say, though, even though we have a secret family recipe... Almost all of us believe it probably came out of a cookbook or a magazine somewhere along the way. Right. We're not all culinary savants. So, yeah. And I don't even know. It's it's a generational thing, too. Like, you look at your kids, certainly mine. Although, I will say, Daniel and David both enjoy cooking. You know, there seems to be this feeling now that uh, young people don't want to cook. And 
uh, condos and all of that. Some of them are only coming with microwaves because everybody's ordering everything. Right. And I think there's still a passion for it. It really is one of the important things to learn. We talk about, like, in school how they should learn about finances and how to save money and, and budget and save um, and there used to be a time when you took cooking classes in school. Yeah. I don't even think they have those anymore. But uh, it's an important life lesson if you want to remain reasonably healthy. You can't l- last on restaurant food forever. No. Uh, well, yeah, there was there was home ec, but I don't think we really, really learned how to cook no. necessarily in it. No. There was like sewing was a part of it and that sort of thing, too. That's right. I remember when we were learning how to cook, we just kept joking and giggling around that we wanted to learn how to make hash browns. Yeah, we basically made cookies, I think. Yeah. So we did. Tried to put pot in them. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.